Hi, welcome to Not Your Mommy's Advice podcast. We are Claudia and Ariel. We're here to disrupt taboos, intergenerational patterns, and invite you into our unlearning as a young, first-generation Latinx couple. We are parents, kids of immigrants, Bay Area born, with lots of love and pride of our cultura. We hope you find validation, meaning, and value in our honest and candid conversations. This podcast is for you if you want to see how we stay true to ourselves while still staying connected to each other. It's not all unicorns and rainbows, and we lay out all our cards so you can learn from our journey. Welcome. Hola, hola. Welcome back to Not Your Mommy's Advice podcast, episode 11. My name is Claudia. My name is Ariel. And welcome to our show. Number 11. You know, you know that's my favorite number? I think that I did know that, not because... Not because you explicitly told me, but I just inferred because you have 11 in like a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's 11 o'clock right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> On the top, I'm in my drop top cruising the streets. That's seven o'clock. Actually, it's not 11. Yeah. Man, I don't even know what you were just singing. <laughs> I, of course not. You yeah. question down. Everybody else out there, I know that you know what I'm talking about. And yeah. if you know, you know. So, yeah. all right, okay. let's, let's get into our topic. What are we going to be? What are we going to be? And discussing today let's see if it's number 11 <laughs> i don't know i wish you could see and hear the sounds of this wheel because i really want you to be in it with us but we haven't figured out we haven't figured that out yet um all right so it says building a strong foundation the importance of communication and trust in relationship yeah. interesting interesting the importance of communication and trust Okay. Hmm. I feel like we're gonna like riff on trust, or maybe that's where we should just start. Uh, you know, I think I think it might be helpful to kind of at least I don't know. This is the way I'm thinking about how to tackle this is is to kind of speak about our beginnings and maybe the way our communication and trust look like at the beginning of our relationship and where it's looking at now. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that that makes sense to you, but that's the way it kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I imagine as well that the perception of what our relationship was like at the beginning of our relationship was probably quite different from one another's because mm-hmm. um, we weren't talking about it. So <laughs> that's what makes it so funny. There you go. 11-11. Yeah. So... Yeah, I guess the yeah the main the main point that they're asking to dis- that this prompt is asking us to discuss is what about building a strong foundation, right? So, yeah, I mean, you know, the, we whenever I hear couples uh, and like advice and shit like this, like you know, what 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 what, do you, what advice do you got for a couple? You know, communication is key. Who's saying that? I, everybody oh saying people people respond with communication is key yeah and and very little like actually gets discussed about like what communication actually is and like what your communication style is maybe different from your partner's communication style and i i think that early on Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> Did I hit something right there? <laughs> Thinking about where you're going with this and then where I want to go. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, communication styles, like what it is, how do they do it? You know, so like the conversation just kind of stops there, you know, at least that's been my experience. I don't know if folks that are listening to it, like, you know, if that's been your experience, that's been my experience. Whenever I've talked to people, they're just like, yeah, communication is key. Uh, very little, but very little goes into like what that actually means and what it entails. Uh, what did it, what does it actually look like to unpack communication for yourself? Like I think about, about it for, for myself and my own experience. Um, but I think early on in in our relationship, uh, the communication kind of to what you alluded to was kind of not, not, not that it was non-existent, but there were it was based on a lot of assumptions, I think. Yeah, I mean, I I really, at least in my experience in dating and, of course, in the beginning of what we were dating before we became more skilled at communicating, which we will get into as to like what I mean by that, is it's just built on a whole bunch of fucking projections. Like, it's like, I think this and you think this and everything's so fucking great because we're just projecting onto each other and projecting that we're just like this really great thing. And we are really great. But I think it had we not checked out these assumptions and these projections that we were making about each other, then things could go really wrong. So... Which, which I mean, I think they, you know, they did, they did, <laughs> they did go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, and and it led to really big, at least early on in our relationship. I remember, I'm I'm forgetting what what happened in this scenario, but I remember like being super upset and like not necessarily knowing how to communicate that with you and i think my response is just like i'm gonna take you back to your parents house <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm done I'm for those done. in the audience who are wondering if i'm laughing <laughs> i'm not <laughs> but, but that was my <laughs> response and like my like my communication was limited. Me entregaron. Me entregaron. Yeah, i was just like at a point where i was so upset and i didn't know how to have a conversation about it uh or even like engage in the being upset that i was just like i'm gonna just give you back <laughs> like it's done I'm you done. deal with this you deal with this um and, and that may be an extreme case but i'm thinking of back back about like those like holes that i had when i was and I'm, i still have holes obviously but but those holes in communication in the line of communication just because um I mean, I I like to circle back to to childhood again, because communication and your communication style really do stem from, I think, your upbringing and Mm -hmm. how, you know, you were communicated to and like those assumptions that we were talking about, like, I, I think a lot of it has to do with what and how you were raised, you know what I'm saying? And And in my household, there's a whole bunch of assumptions you know, that were in the air in regard, especially with my mom and I. Yeah, I think about, so with my mom and my dad and the way that they shaped me and how I am in relationship, there is a lot of assumptions that were made. And there were sort of these silent contracts or agreements that were made, whether they were made explicit or not. When my parents would explain the way that their relationship would work, I was like, taking that on as my own 
my own contract that I was making that I assumed others would walk into my whatever relationship that I'm in, including you, right? Like, so our romantic partnership, I assumed that you were walking in with the same thing. So that means like, there's a particular way that I behave in our relationship. There's a particular way that I talk to you. There's a particular way that I communicate with you. There's other people that I do not communicate with or that I won't hang out with, or there's things I won't say because I'm in partnership with you. Um, and I think to a certain extent, of course, like, obviously we all have a template. And ultimately what I'm trying to say, like, is if we're not for me, right? Like if we're not actively discussing or kind of like challenging, like why these things are there um, and not willing to kind of inquire about them internally when your partner presents them, then it could become it. And it did become kind of like this real issue. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I remember one of our first dates, I was like, Hey, like, so would you consider yourself a jealous person? And you're like, Hmm. I don't even remember what your response was. You're like, no, but like, don't do anything crazy. And I'm like, okay. So like, what if I wanted to go to lunch with my ex-boyfriend and you were like, that's not cool. Like, like, and the, mind you folks, like we were not in a monogamous relationship at the time we were just dating and we had explicitly said that to one another. We're like, we're not going to label it. We're, we're not going to whatever. And so I said, like, hypothetically speaking, like, if I wanted to go to lunch with an ex, like, how would you feel about that? And you're like, nope, not cool with that. I don't like that. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And right in that moment, like, I told myself, like, all right, um, obviously he's not cool with that. So make a note. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm making a mental note at this point in time. Like, there's a certain thing that, like, I won't be able to bring up to you if it ever comes if it ever comes to pass that like I wanted to go to lunch with an ex for some reason, like I would, it would be an uncomfortable conversation with you and it could turn into a fight and blah, 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 blah. So the other thing that was informing this is my fear of confrontation or my fear of conflict. Then also like the way that my exes have responded to like me having relationships with other men or something like that. Yeah. And then also of course my parents, because my dad and my mom are like extremely conservative. So like, <laughs> How dare you? No way ever would my mom <laughs> ever go to lunch with another man ever. Yeah. So in any case, like all of that to just say that there was just a lot of things that I think that I was still working out, but I was also projecting onto you that I'm like, he could never. So I think in that moment, I was like, he could never handle that. He doesn't understand me. Um, Like just. I think the thing that I kept telling myself is that like, you can't hold how much I am because I'm a lot, right? Like, and I'm hella extra and I'm hella extroverted and I like having relationships with a bunch of different people. And those things are really important to me. And in that moment, I think I started unconsciously collecting evidence saying like, I'm just too much for you. Like, I don't think that you can handle me. Yeah. And it like really began to deteriorate and like kind of undermine like the intimacy of our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about even in the way that I responded, like if I continue in that example, like, and this, this is, this, so this is what I'm getting at, like in regards to how your communication kind of like 
progresses if you pay attention to it right because at that point my response was no i'm not a jealous person oh you remember your response followed up by actually displaying jealousy and not being able to name it you Mm. know what i'm saying of like oh you going out to lunch with the ex oh but that's not cool you know what i'm saying like that's not good but i just finished saying that i'm cool with or that I'm not a jealous person, right? And of course, there's boundaries there and whatever that may be, but like there is a lack of clarity even in the response. And I think like when I think about the way I was raised, like it was a lot of that, right? It's a lot of like in this Latino household that I was raised in, there was a lot of, I wouldn't even want to say passive aggressiveness, but just more bypassing of like what actually is meant by it, right? So it would be like, I'm not mad. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not mad. And I'm like, well, you you look mad. You sound mad. <laughs> and you definitely are giving out the energy that you're mad. But yet my mom would tell me I'm not mad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So in a way, it's not a gaslighting per se, but that's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it is kind of gaslighting in the in, in the sense that, like, I know, I know, but then, you know, I was little, you know, I was, I was like, you know, I'm fucking seven or eight years old. I don't know how to read into that yet. You know what I'm saying? But the person that I'm relying on for the communication is telling me, so this is how, this is how deep it is for me as it's like the person that is, is supposed to be modeling communication, right? Which is my mom, because that's who I was raised with. She would tell me, I'm not mad. But I know she was mad. So there's uh there's a there's like the wires are getting crossed, right? Because it's just like, well, so then what are you really? What are you really actually? Are you actually mad? Are you actually, you know, upset? Are you this? And so I'm having to make that up. So now fast forward to my relationship, my romantic relationships, I get asked the question, are you jealous? And I may or may actually be jealous because I I was and I am. But because I am so used to just bypassing it, I'm like, no, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so, so that is just something that that like I, I realized that you know it's taken me years for me to like kind of try to, and I think I'm until now I'm finally getting to the point of like, yeah, actually, I actually am more of a, I I can be a jealous person within the right context, mm-hmm. uh, but now getting to the point of like, what it what actually would what actually does make me feel uncomfortable about you potentially going to to uh a a, a lunch with your ex uh boyfriend or whatever the hell may be right mm-hmm. like so to actually be able to engage in that conversation as opposed to just completely just bypassing it mm-hmm. and just saying no I'm not I'm not jealous mm-hmm. but then that's not cool and to be totally clear to you because I want I I really want to be clear that this is not about the lunch with the ex. Yeah, it's not. It's not about the content. Like that's not the thing, right? Like it's about all the underlying things that are happening and that are at play between the two of us, which is like, you know, the inner narrative that I was having about like, you can't hold me. Yeah. You can't hold my expansiveness, which, you know, if we're using the language from the last episode. um, And also like that I have fear of conflict and I also have this like, fear of losing you because i'm like oh you're wonderful and i'm also having this inner tension and inner dialogue of i don't want to piss you off by telling you that i want to like 
hypothetically <laughs> have this lunch with my ex or whatever, or do something like the bigger picture is like, there is something that I actually have interest in doing or executing in my life, taking action on, but because you disagree, I may not actually ever bring that to you and tell you that it's something that I want. And that's the part that I felt like was more scary for me. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm actually like in that moment and in several moments after that was not being fully truthful in what I was like maybe wanting or what I was like wanting to express. And I will give it to us that we're like still exploring and we're still getting to know each other. And this is a learning, learning in progress. Right. And thankfully, like we've made it through several explorations of like, how do we want to do this? Like, what does this mean? And we've had that sort of deeper inquiry. I was going to say something else that I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, I, I, all that to say is, is like, I, I mean, at least to me, like I'm sharing my thought process at that time uh, because I I know that there are people that are at different stages of communication in their in their level of maybe understanding their own communication. And I'm getting to a point where I'm I'm starting to kind of unravel or unpack some of the some of the things that really kind of get into interfere with my communication style and in the way that I communicate with you mm -hmm. um, because I, I need to unpack that stuff for myself so that I am able to actually communicate with you like what is it that I need out of that interaction you know because if it you know again if I continue with this uh, having the lunch with someone like with your ex like there there needs to be uh a dialogue there you know on my end to describe like what exactly is uncomfortable what is okay what is not okay with me and to be able to communicate that with you you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying but if i don't even get to that point because i'm like so caught up in like why are you trying to you know with the actual behavior that you're talking about then we're not going to get anywhere so you know it, i i i think that the communication and like communication style is like super important to like just analyze this for yourself uh, because if you grew up in a house like mine uh, the models that we had in front of us weren't always like I mean they had communication styles at least my mom had a communication style but I know that I ran into a friction when I ran into my partner which is you when I got married like it, it clashed you know, like the communication style mm -hmm. that she that she displayed for me, uh, it clashed with what I actually uh, had to be with with in regards with you. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, what I was thinking about is, is like I. One of my values in life is that I really. Need to trust. That you are being vulnerable with me. Mm -hmm. And if you're not being honest with yourself, then I don't really know what's happening, right? So it's like, one of the reasons why I married you is because, well, you're wonderful, obviously. <laughs> but like, I was like, I know you don't have everything. Like, I know you don't maybe like know yourself totally like, in, and every stone has been unturned because there's no way that you could ever do that in your twenties. Like, that's not a thing, but I know that you will do it. 
I know I say this multiple times over in like every episode, but like, I know that you're going to ask yourself the hard questions. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that. that's what I trust. I mean, like mm-hmm. by the time that we got engaged and we got married, I could wholeheartedly say that I trust you to reveal things to me, like as they come to you. So I don't need you to know everything about yourself right now. I don't need you to have all the answers, but I know you're going to look for them. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's communication after that. I mean, in this journey, like if we fast forward to now, like that is one of the things that I think has really benefited. At least I could speak for myself, like my own communication. Like, I feel like that's really benefited me. Obviously therapy is helpful, uh, but I think that process of revealing the new findings or the findings or the curiosity around communication has been really helpful to share that with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when I think about communication, it's also like, it's also communicating uh, parts of yourself that you're, that you're finding out about yourself, you know, or that you're curious about, you know, I had a, I, I, um, I think it's, it's a part of developing communication with your partner to actually share like, Hey man, like I didn't realize that I actually was a little jealous or the like, or that like, I, I don't know why I'm responding this way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like to even just share those things of like, hey, I don't know why I'm, I'm doing this, you know, and like actually have a dialogue around it to like have, to have a, a sense of like deeper learning for yourself and just being curious about one's own experience as opposed to just like not even allowing your partner in mm-hmm. uh out of like being scared of judgment or saying like, and obviously it's it's a scary thought to be able to reveal that part of yourself but but even if even if it like un, like even like i don't know this is the way i think like even if it unravels right like let's say even you share a part of yourself that you're like i'm a little scared to share this part with my partner uh, because i'm letting them in which I think will lead into the trust part. Like, even if it falls off, like even if it falls and it breaks, like there is still like such a big deep learning there of just unraveling this part of yourself that you may have not even known existed, which is like, you know, like, I don't know why I am bypassing my my feelings or I don't know why uh, I'm saying that I'm good all the time, you know, but when I'm really not, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh yeah, you know, I don't know why I'm drinking alcohol all the time. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know why. You know, I'm doing this. So, you know, what I'm saying like, even just even unraveling all these things, like there is still like some. I think, uh, some like there is a benefit, at least in my opinion, there's a benefit. You know, to like doing the deeper inquiry. Yeah, because I think like going back to the example of you know going to lunch with an ex, which is probably a big no no for, I don't know some people um like had you just gone with the no I'm not cool with that because I'm not cool because I feel like I'm not supposed to be like because no one's ever brought that up as a possibility um like to really ask how come not because I'm trying to get my way but because I'm like oh okay like well why because I'm curious about like what's happening for you if you would have come to me and been like well I'm not sure I'd be like, oh, okay. Like we could make an agreement around that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you could be like, well, um, let me think about it. 
or like, I'm not sure right now it's making me upset or like it's making me angry or it's whatever, right? Like maybe you can't even name those things and that's fine. But then be like, okay, cool. Like, can we hold off until like, I can, I can really get down to like what's happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It could be like a start off for a different conversation. And obviously we're not telling you to just like fucking have that and then just, you know, <laughs> try to resolve it right there and then. But no, because that thing's that type of inquiry takes time. Yeah. It takes time. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. That it's just like the, the development of communication takes time. And, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're not even that long into this game, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and, and well, there's still so much to learn about communication and totally and the way we communicate. And I, I mean, I, to me, like, I'm proud of myself just because of the way that, I was raised in the communication style that I was shown. Like, I feel like I am definitely like expanding more in regards to what I can and cannot like communicate with you as to what exactly is it that I need in our relationship and mm-hmm. sometimes not in our relationship, you know? Um, like peripherally? Yeah. Laterally? Cause I, yeah. Cause I can confide in you about like, yeah, man, like I didn't have such a good day because. Cause such such blah 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 happened, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not even so much about like getting a response, but just just being able to just communicate with you, like, yeah, this is the way my day went. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, or even in like when we were doing abundance and we were doing a, in an abundance practice, when we were doing that daily, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, a practice of just connecting and communicating. Um, and just trusting that you're going to be there to, to listen and, 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 uh, and listen to me really. Yeah. So when we first started the episode, I think there was a thing that I wanted to say that I had a misconception about, um, because this was a template that it is that I had when I was younger, which was, okay, communication is not tell all. Mm-hmm. Cause that could also be harmful. But I think because my mom is the way that she is, and I love her so much, but because she's so like, well, what do you mean? And like, what, uh, tell me more. And blah, blah, blah. Like, I would end up telling her things that I was like, I could probably have not disclosed that. So communication is not disclosing everything at all times. Yeah. Um. But what I what I do think about in terms of communicating is like, getting to know and telling your partner like what you need yeah and if that is like more time more space like that I, I mean I feel like kind of like those harder things right like I don't need to resolve everything right away and I think that sometimes we orient communication towards like okay like let's talk about this argument that it is that we had until we resolve it that's actually like not what i'm saying anyway and i think that's also what you're saying too which is like we're not saying that communication is resolve everything all the time and that's like an effective way of communicating it's more like check in with yourself and express what you need in that moment yeah, like I'm not saying use your partner as like a venting machine. I'm not, I'm, not, like, I'm not saying that. I, I think, I mean, for me, like it feels good to have a partner that I can like, you know, say those things to. But I also don't think that that's like that is not I mean, it can be a form of communication. But again, that would have to be an agreement that you make with your partner, mm-hmm. uh, whether that and I wouldn't suggest. But it also that's, that's like consent. You can that could be consensual and intentional and expressed as well, like 
hey, can I just talk for a few minutes and you listen? That's what I mean. Like, that's also communicating what you need. Yeah, because like I'm thinking about recently, like there was a there was something that. Man, what just happened? But I just I recently just made a request around it for you and you're like and I was like, hey, can I uh, can I make a request? uh like to you and then you were like i think you had just come off of like a work or something like that like just some work hours and i was like hey can i can i make a request to you about something and you're like well what is it you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> i can't it, answer that unless yeah, i know I what is it you, know you can make like, the request but i also don't know what i'm gonna say <laughs> yeah is it like a bad thing and i was like well I, I don't know i don't know how you're gonna take it you know like i i just i'm just you know if you're not ready for it that's fine but you know just know that i want to make a request about something uh and and you're like yeah you know kind of like yeah just get it over with kind of deal and and it was about uh i believe this request was about putting the dishes away <laughs> while, I, while, while i was away at work and and it's taken a long time because you know when i think about that example like I'm coming home from work and then I come home and I I get upset or I get like, I get upset. I'm like, man, the dishes aren't put away. You know, I'm tired. Like, why am I putting the dishes away? You know what I'm saying? Like, you've been here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what goes in my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, you've been at the house. Like, what's happening? You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't put them away. And so then that is key because my mom was like that with me when I was little, mm -hmm. you know, like she would come home and she would make this big, like big scene because there would be dishes there. And then there'd be like, what? Why? This house is hella dirty. Like no one's cleaning up the dishes or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and it would fall back on me. So, but now fast forward to now and trying to develop this communication skill really about, about requests, um, and just, you know, just noticing that I'm like, oh, if I just make the request, that thought, it doesn't always feel, it is like, obviously it's still going to be there, but it doesn't feel as big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And for those who may be thinking, man, Adiel's being super gender normative. He puts the dishes away all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's what we were getting out of that, but <laughs> that was a big takeaway. <laughs> but also, you know what I really appreciate about that, that um, like that process that you're having is that like you express that to me. You're like, hey, you know, like this is what's happening for me. And you're like, oh, I feel really frustrated when I come home and the dishes aren't put away because like. I'm at work all day and I'm feeling tired. And when I come, you know what you just said, right? And I was in a place to really hear the perspective and not get defensive. Because I think in a different context or said in a different way, I could have really heard you say, you're not doing anything all day. Yeah, You're just sitting around the house and like not doing anything. Mind you, I work obviously, right? So like I work from home. Um, and anybody who's ever worked from home knows that there's you're always being pulled in a million different directions yeah. especially with a neurodiverse brain right so like <laughs> that's me um so but i didn't hear that and that was like really i think awesome to know that you're reflective on your process and i, I hear the request differently as well 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I really, you're like, you're not making me out to be the villain. You're not making me out to be like the lazy person or that I'm like not pulling my weight around the house. It's just, this is a thing that's happening. Here's what I would like. Like, can you help me out with this? Yeah. Um, so I don't have, like, it's not like I have to, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's because like you have reflected on yourself, what you need, what's happening for you. And even like some steps in between, right? Like what's happening for me now and now what's happening for me. So. Yeah. Um. Well, we, you know, we're running up on time. I don't know. If, I don't know if we want to talk about trust quickly or if we want to just wait for another episode but i yeah you have any thoughts Mm, just that like i usually go from paulo's template which is our former couples therapist and he just says trust is when actions match words over time Mm. that's always the definition that i've that i've kind of like used since then yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah, trust. You know, I mean, that's a it's a big it's a big topic. I think. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think it is it is that. Um, and there's a lot of I think we, if I had to just give my two cents on it, and then maybe we'll just dive into it deeper in another episode. Like, I think we're in a society that is very highly untrustful. So the the practice of actually trusting people, I think it's broken really young. So trust is one of those things that gets really muddied, I feel like, especially when I think about relationships and uh, and I don't know, maybe it's because maybe it's because I worked a lot with teenagers. So I feel like teenagers are in that are in that moment in life where they're just like, Nah, you know, my boyfriend got to be with me, you know what I'm saying? Like I nah, he broke my trust, you know what I'm saying? Like uh like my like the trust is deeply attached to fidelity. Um if that makes sense or is that is that the right word? Fidelity. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, I mean, sure. Like trust is kind of being broken down to uh it, it kind of gets not cheating not cheating to me it kind of like it, it gets muddied with like a loyalty like being loyal to your partner oh, damn yeah okay uh, i don't know if that i don't know that's kind of where my mind goes like yeah, I but feel then like... that, again that brings us back to the whole thing because it's like well what is cheating versus not right like it's like are you looking at somebody else are you talking to somebody so i mean that's where i feel like it gets really muddled yeah but i think it's because of the context that we're in though like in in the society like trust is one of those things that it it tends to stay only in your nuclear family like i don't think that we get taught to trust outside of our nuclear family as easily Hmm. that's not my experience Uh, that that at least that's been my experience like i think trust is very much like it should stay within your not necessarily your home but the people you trust are the people that are like closest in proximity to you like you shouldn't trust you know your neighbor you know what i'm saying like with your house 
like that. But then again, I grew up in a city. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not about it. I mean, I trust my, I trust my neighbor, but I don't trust my neighbor next to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that, like, that's not the way that trust was, was put into it. So now you put it into context of, of a relationship trust. I think at least for me growing up, I think got, got really, really muddled with, uh, loyalty and infidelity but but then there was this other aspect where um I, I was also pushed by my dad to to trust uh people so yeah so I I don't know that I don't know if that's making any sense but yeah I think it's just so much more nuanced than that I mean, honestly, that's one of the things that I was thinking of at the very beginning of the episode is I'm like, you could think about trust. I mean, for lack of a better word, but for the interest of time, blind trust, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I want to trust you until I'll trust you until you prove me otherwise, which is like also not a great strategy, <laughs> but also like not trusting anybody ever is fine but that doesn't mean you're that means it's going to have a really hard time creating an intimate and vulnerable relationship so i think it's hard because it's like we have this template especially as latinx folks where it's like family first it's always going to be who's in your household you got to trust them blah 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 but also like people who are deeply breaking our trust on the daily whether that's in attunement or otherwise Mm -hmm. and like ways that we can deeply have chosen family for so many different reasons that I cannot name in the next two, 30 seconds. Um, so it's like, it's so much more nuanced than that. I mean, especially when you're talking about romantic partnership, when actions meet words, when actions match words over time, like it just takes time to really assess like if this person is trustworthy or not. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, I mean, that's, I mean, you just kind of hit it right there (laughs) to to actually get to a point of like analyzing the trust, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I I like that visual because the visual of like waiting, not necessarily waiting, but the time that it takes to actually sit back, analyze and take it in of like whether this person that I'm with is trustworthy um, because it does take time, but then it also takes like a level of like understanding of what it actually means for yourself to trust somebody, mm-hmm. which isn't always easy. I don't think it is easy. Like I, I think for myself, like I know that that wasn't easy because I did feel like I had two extremes. You know, my dad was actually very much like, yeah, you know, trust, you know, tr- trust the people. You know what I'm saying? Like he was all about like the people and he's not dead, but he is like, you know, he's very much like the people, mm-hmm. you know, the people, the power of the people uh, and trust the people, you know? Um, and so I was raised that way, but then my mom is like stranger danger. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, she doesn't trust nobody. She doesn't trust anybody. So I'm <laughs> like, who who so now you throw in a romantic relationship and it's like, well, yeah, I'm gonna I remember when I met you, <laughs> there was distrust on my end. Of course. You know, because I was like, you just don't meet the you just don't meet the criteria of trustworthiness for me. Sure, of course. You didn't fucking know me from anybody. Why would you trust me? 
And then ultimately too, like one thing that I have learned about myself is that like, I'm a deep well, like I'm a very deep person. And my expectation of people for a long time was to meet me in that depth. They don't have access to their own depth. So it's like, I trust you and I give you access. I was like too, definitely too trusting. I was like, I'm, I am with you in all of my depth and in all of my intimate ways. And not talking about physically, I'm talking about like friendships and romantic partnerships and other people professionally. And I'm like, I bring all of myself, whether I even know if a person wants it, can handle it, can be with me and even has access to that on their own. So I was like, oh, I like give you my trust freely. I give you myself freely. And then the, and then I end up getting hurt. And I'm not saying that to be like, I'm not saying that at all to paint myself as a victim. I'm saying that the learning there for me was like, I honestly can't trust, I can't trust folks to know their own depth in the way that it is that I'm asking or making an invitation towards. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm saying that from a completely neutral place, but I'm also saying that because I've been deeply hurt before. So So there's like this other aspect of trust as well, where it's like, it's not, it's not just about like lying. It's also about hurting, like getting hurt intentionally, unintentionally, all the different things. It's like, I think it's very, very complex and I'm sure we can have several episodes about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're making me think about, um, yeah kind of for me like i feel like leaning towards the other end of the spectrum where i'm like stranger danger all the time you know what i'm saying like i it not trusting a lot of people i mean there was people that i that i trusted and there are elements of myself that i think i trust but there for the most part is a level of distrust you Mm -hmm. know that i that i have and but that also i'm just kind of like that too i'm just really skeptical about a lot of shit but Mm -hmm um you know what it really makes you for a great critical thinker me Mm -hmm. yeah thank you archetypally we need that (laughs) you're a great and you're a great analyzer thank you even of myself uh, which i think sometimes i i I know that's why i love you it's literally what i said earlier being the dead horse sometimes but <laughs> you know I, which makes yeah. it helpful to externalize i'm sure too we're like did you think this thing because anyway okay we're digressing yeah okay but yeah i think uh i think we close it up now yeah i think so too yeah uh thank you for listening uh make sure to follow our page Leave us a, a review, which is helpful, just so that we get higher on the algorithm. Thank you for the people that have reached out. Yeah, if you're listening and you're like, this resonates with you, DM me, text me, send me a carrier pigeon. Let me know. Let us know what you're thinking. If you have questions. Yeah. We love you all. Yeah, it's been it's been great to hear some of the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, thank you. Until the next episode. Good night. Adios. 
And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mommy's Advice podcast. We hope our stories resonated with you. And if you found this valuable and love what we do, share our podcast with a friend or a family member, leave a rating and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Until next time.